This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thanks for listening to No Joke with Billy and Adam on the HeadGum Podcast Network. This is the show where we tackle a topic oh so loosely and discuss our previous, present, and future experience with it. Today's topic was eggs, and our guest was Nick Corby. We hope you enjoy the No Joke Podcast. Okay, welcome back. It is the No Joke Podcast. I am Billy Scafiore. I'm Adam Lustig. And it is episode number 152. 152, Bill. Last week, we gave the people what they wanted. Wallets. The female wallets. The fe- yeah, that's right. We talked to our good friend Riley Anspa, that's who right. sort of opened up the whole world of the female wallet. That's right. That's right. It was Gucci. Yes. It she, was had, a, she had a Gucci wallet. In and of itself, was a very handsome, attractive piece of, I want to say furniture, but it's not furniture, is it? A wallet? No. A wallet is not <laughs> furniture. What is a wallet? <laughs> an accessory. An accessory. I think a wallet is an accessory. Pants furniture. Yeah, pants. Wait, sorry? I'm saying just like it's a piece of furniture for your pants. Okay, got it. Yeah. I uh, thought you were having a mild stroke. I'm having a stroke. You're doing okay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that was uh, Riley. Yes. That was Wallets. Yes. We've had this episode on the books for a little while now. Yes, Adam. we have. You've known this person. I've known this person yeah. for upwards of 15 years. He's one of my best friends in the world. I've known him uh, since I, what feels like since I was born. Right. Uh, but it was at NYU. You guys met at NYU. Yep, yep. In, in theater school. Yes. Okay. One of my best friends from school, and he's lived a fascinating life. Cincinnati, Ohio native. The only person I know who consistently refers to them as the Cincinnati Red Lakes, the baseball team. Cool. We are here. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> Very fun. Okay. Uh, who's now a chef at Egg Shop NYC, which is in Nolita, and in Williamsburg, Chef Nick Corby. Hi, Nick. Hello, Adam. <laughs> Hello, Billy. Thank Hello. you, Chef. Thank you, Chef. <laughs> right. no. Okay, would you like us to call you Chef? No. Nope. Okay. Yeah. Do you ask your staff to call you Chef? <laughs> no, I actually ask them to call me Jeff. Jeff? Yeah. Thank you, yeah. Jeff. Thank you, yeah. Jeff. Thank yeah. you, Jeff. They have no idea. They have no idea why. It sounds like Chef, yeah. and that's the closest comparison. They <laughs> chef, get. Jeff. Jeff. Chef, You're going to get a yeah. show on, like, WPIX or, like, some network in New York where it's going to be called Chef Jeff because that joke has gone too long. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. It's, it's gone too long. And it's... <laughs> it's sure. really it's really funny when they call me Jeff. Sure. Yes. And other people know that my name is Nick. Yes. You know, that nobody understands. I gave why. it to no Jeff. Like, why. I gave it to what? Jeff. <laughs> yes. Little white lies that grow out of proportion are some of our favorite moments. Yes. Uh, Adam and I were caterers once. Yes. And I don't know how or why this came up. Yeah. But somebody was talking about uh, being a born again Christian. Yep. This was And yes. we were bored. Yes. We were bored and end in the conversation. Yes. And Adam decided to uh, just like throw it into the throw this into the bag and see what happens. He said, Oh, Billy's a born again too. <laughs> Basically putting Billy And so like if it was like Billy's into musical theater and you're into musical theater, I could probably fake that conversation. It was a big swing. It was a big swing. But he turned to me and he said, Where do you worship? <laughs> right away. Oh. And he was like six three and yeah. like had sort of an evil like Christopher Walken eyebrows. Like yeah. he would yeah. cut a, a bit of an intimidating presence. But I think he was inviting me to worship with him, but I felt very uncomfortable. So in retrospect, if Adam just said his name is Jeff, I would have preferred that than he's born again Christian. He's born again Christian. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yes. Maggie and I were talking oh. about funny middle names last night, and we determined that Jeff might be the, the funniest middle name option. Why? Jeff's your, your dad's name. It is, but it's such an aggressive... It's a, to me, it is like so locked into the first name. I, I can't imagine Jeff yeah. huh. being anything. But even when I hear the name Warren Jeffs, like that weird Mormon Ooh, guy, okay. Jeff, anywhere else but the first name to me feels alien. Nicholas, what yeah, is your middle name? This. My middle name is Patrick. Mm-hmm. That feels like a first name. Patrick, yeah. Patrick, yeah. Patrick Ewing. Patrick right. Ewing. Uh, so Patrick Sajak. Patrick Sajak. <laughs> the big two. 
Ewing and Sajak, the big pats. I'd watch that buddy comedy. The big pats. Well, today we are not going to be talking about the big pats for the next 45 minutes, though. We should try. No, we should. We like to do episodes about nouns. Yeah. About simple nouns. Yeah. See where they go. Yeah. Adam, what did we land on today? Well, because Nick is an expert in eggs, we are going to talk about the incredible edible egg. I'm really impressed that you didn't go with the obvious pun, expert. Expert. He right. is the he is our excellent expert. Right. Um, Nick, can what I mean just for our listeners and for a little bit of context, could you just maybe walk through how you found yourself sh- uh, being a Jeff, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> being a professional so, Jeff? I I uh, I went to school to be an actor, and I did not succeed at that. I would and argue, I would argue that I uh, I moved to Los Angeles and. Um, my girlfriend at the time, now my wife, um, noticed that all I really cared about was cooking myself elaborate breakfasts. Wow. And <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. And she, I was super bummed out cause I was working for this kid's TV show and it got canceled right. during the writer's strike. Right. And it's just like done. That's what I was doing that, you know, and I was super bummed out and she's like, look, man, like you need to get off the damn couch yep. and stop crying. Yep. And, uh, and why don't you go to cooking school? Mm-hmm. So the next you can cry day, there. but that's yeah. pretty. That's, like a, <laughs> that's a pretty big thing. I mean, like going from yeah. like just cooking a breakfast to someone being like, have a complete career sea change and study for a couple of years before doing it. Like, yeah. you were like that accepting to it. Like, what was? Yeah, no, I mean deeply. Like, I I cooked with my grandmother. I, uh, I it was part of my like childhood task to cool. like, warm up dinner for the family mm-hmm. and what would you do cook? that stuff. I wouldn't cook much. My dad um, did most of the cooking in our family. Really? And would do these math. He would, like, write a menu for the week. Wow. On a dry erase, like a – it was a giveaway, a Xavier basketball, Xavier University basketball giveaway. Go Musketeers. A dry erase board Use sticks it. on your refrigerator. <laughs> Use it. So he would write a weekly menu, and then Saturday and Sunday, he would cook. Have, yeah. And, like, oh. cook all day, fill the refrigerator with chili and – uh, yep. Tuna noodle casserole. Oh, baby. This is like a Give staple downs. of Catholicism. Give a staple of Catholicism. <laughs> oh, totally. It's like cans of tuna, yes. cream of mushroom soup, yes. uh, egg noodles, yes. lots of craft shredded cheese. Yes. Oh, give Father me and son, oh, holy ghost frozen casserole. Peas. Put frozen yeah, peas. Yeah. frozen peas in there. Yes. And so he would make all this stuff and put it in the fridge. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was my, my duty to yeah. make sure I heated up appropriately whatever was supposed to be on the table before huh. we got home. Great. Um, so th- between that and like making pies and cookies and stuff with my grandmother, like yeah. I'd always loved that it. it was you part of something I did. Yeah. yeah, you were there. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, I mean, I was, I was bummed out. I needed to make some yeah. kind of change. I was actually, oh my god, I just remember <laughs> this is like, I can't believe I was doing this. <laughs> this would have been terrible. I was with killing uh, people on the side. I went to Barnes and Noble and bought an LSAT like oh, the, the lawyer no. test prep lawyer book, Nick. and I was like crying, filling out worksheets. To prepare for the LSAT? Wow. Considering going to wow. law school? I'm, I'm impressed with, yeah. like, it takes a certain open mind to even consider, like, a career change. But, like, your immediate pursuit of, like, starting to take these things on is, like, like I'm going to go to a school and study again. Like, when yeah. Adam and I, like, needed cash, we took the dumbest odd jobs we could find. Right. But, like, you yeah. knew that, like, you wanted a career. Oh, I took the odd jobs, too. I worked yeah. for I, – <laughs> Yeah. I, I signed up for a temp agency in Hollywood that would send me to, uh-huh. like – entertainment industry places like and what? i was like i like was what? pretty well like they would send me to uh oh shoot it's a it's a record label a huge record label that like is now defunct yes not capital that's still real right sure. um but it was it those? was like in culver city or something yeah like that. and 
they were all of all of their backlog of CDs and cassette tapes and yeah. their like recordings okay. right that were just defunct like digital yeah they were having me categorize all of them like this insane like office space like, Weird, like inventory. endless yeah. inventory i was doing this inventory of all of these CDs wow. but not even by artist or title it was just like writing down and doing data entry of like a 12 digit like like code? a barcode oh, yeah weird. so it was like cb224892 <laughs> and like wow. writing them down and like then packing them into a box that's so weird for them to be destroyed destroyed Thank yeah you. and there's the what? end it's like a yeah. Samuel Beckett play it's like, it was like what are we doing this for so go there yeah. and I was the temp so no one talked to me all day <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't pursue that <laughs> as a career <laughs> oh it was great CD was, destroyer and the right. funny thing is I was like doing this and like I was like you know like that's I, you know I, I at that point like I, I was like, yeah, I want to be in the en- entertainment industry. Like, I felt moderately successful while working for this TV show. Like, yeah. I was producing, like, live tours and their television appearances right. and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, I was like, yeah, like, this is, I'm in the entertainment industry. And, you know, that's, well, this temp agency pl- places yes. people in jobs it, within the industry. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's just another <laughs> industry. It's like, oh, I'm cleaning studio toilets. <laughs> it's like, I'm destroying I'm the defunct <laughs> cassettes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Well, I, book, I book tours and I occasionally break cassettes. <laughs> yeah. It also feels like a criminal operation, like all these CDs are going to a landfill. Like you're right. never going to see them oh, again. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. It's like no one can have these. It's like, then why must I catalog them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. You, but you went with food. But, but you I went, went with, with food. But I went with food. So does that um, mean you go to culinary school? So I went to cooking yeah. school. You I did. went to uh, a Cordon Bleu school that is also now defunct. That mm. was in Pasadena. Okay. Um, it's defunct. It is, it is now defunct. Wow. Um, they... They signed up too many kids for some too many bad loans. Oh, and really? Ended wow. up, yeah, Shoot. ended up getting Damn. put out of business Dang by it. a class action suit. Dang it. That I was not a part of. Okay. okay. Um, How long does culinary school last? Is that uh, about, not a four-year it's thing? About, it? It's about two years. Okay. It's, um, uh, yeah, about it's 18, 18 months, and then you do a, an externship somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Um, you so, enjoyed it. The, the school, the cooking school experience, the Cordon Bleu. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, it was, that was cool. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, so uh, Amanda told me, like, get off the couch, go do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All you talk about is food and cooking. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should, you know, go to cooking school mm-hmm. or get a restaurant job. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so the next day I went to Pasadena. Yeah. Signed up for cooking school. The next day? Yeah. The ne- no, literally the next day. the hell day. from there. You, take, I was you like, really take advice. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, you take advice better than most. Hey, Immediately. It I'm takes pretty, quick with Nick. I'm you should consider culinary dog. school. I'm going to culinary school. Like, oh, I already considered it, and I'm, I'm going there now. <laughs> right. Right. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. But it's still an impressive trajectory, and we'll get into it in the second act. But to go to culinary school just a few, like, what, eight, ten years ago? Was that something like that? Yeah. Something yeah, like it that, was right? almost ten years ago. Yeah. And yeah, well, it's 2018 currently, right? Yes. And you've been chefing in New York City and operating restaurants now for at least six, eight, right? It feels yeah, like that. Yeah, so I, I moved back to New York in 2009. Yeah. Okay. Um, as, oh, that was funny. I, so my externship, yeah, I got the diploma already. It doesn't matter. Yeah. My externship, <laughs> I totally faked my externship. Um, and moved, I moved to New York and was sending this paperwork back to yes. the Cordon Bleu school yes. with a fake signed off on by me under a, a fake restaurant. Name. Can you tell us Wait, was it a fake restaurant? It was a real restaurant. It was, so when I moved to New York, I, <laughs> after like a couple weeks, I Good. got this job cooking coincidentally brunch, yes. um, at a place called Smith and Mills, which is oh, like yeah. a Hell tiny yeah. bar. Of course we've been to Smith and yes. Mills. Tiny bar. We went to see you there. Yeah. Plenty of times. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> 
tiny bar, two hot plates, and yes. uh, a toaster oven. Coolest are, bathroom door I've ever seen. Great Just, bathroom. Great bathroom. <laughs> great. This place has got great bathroom. <laughs> um, yeah, so I started, I, like, started cooking there in 2009, cooking brunch shifts. And Is that scary? Is that scary? I mean, like, I know that, like, I trained to be a comedian or I trained to be a basketball player. Mm-hmm. And then when it's my time to shine, like, I feel prepared. But I will also say that, like, cooking for people feels like such a performance that, like, they also, like, ingest the things. Like, when your food goes yeah, out as weird, a young right? chef, are you like, here it goes. Like, I hope everyone <laughs> – yeah. like, I don't know. I've never, I've never considered being a chef. So, I ima- like, when I imagine it, it feels even more, like, mysterious yeah. and, like, high-pressured. I don't know if you felt that I way don't think... just starting out. Yeah, no, just I mean, there's a lot of pressure, and yeah. a lot of that, um, a lot of that sort of artistic angst, all of that like performance, yeah, yes, hype and anxiety, right. like that goes into the food. I can right? imagine, yeah. And you make it, and you make it again, and you eat it, and you make sure it's great, right? And then you serve it to people, yeah. And at that point, it's like I would I would compare it to like writing jokes and going up in front of people, yeah. And you think it's funny. Yeah. You wrote it. <laughs> I've tested You've this. practiced You it. guys do. Yeah. You have the timing down. Yeah. Right? And then you let it loose and either people are going to like it or <laughs> not. Shit. Yeah. You know, and you know, you know, it's good. Yeah. You know? Right. And w- the funny thing is when you make the mistake and you like half ass it, you don't necessarily care or you don't test it enough yeah. right. and you wing it or you put it out there. Yeah. That's when it comes back. That's when people don't like it. Right. Yeah. You know, of course. that's like, that's when, when you, you let your you, guard down for one second. Yep. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, it's a little, it's, it's a little nerve wracking sometimes. Yeah. Um, especially early on. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Smith and Will's particular was so, it was like so deeply intimate. I mean, it was like a very small space where, like you said, not even a kitchen, just like you and a hot plate back there. It was sort of, it was sort of magical to imagine all the food that you were making back there with such limited resources. It was kind of incredible. That, it was a really fun place (laughs) to cook. And yeah, truly like somebody's eating your food, like sushi bar style, like about 20 inches yeah, from maximum. you. Yeah, right, right. And like right. could actually reach over and take the food off of the plate <laughs> yeah. before you put it in front of them. Or yeah. smack you across the face. Or smack you over-salted this egg. That's I right. had somebody throw uh, throw food back at me. Wait. I say that's where we start <laughs> the second act. Wait a minute. That is exactly where we <laughs> yeah. start Incredible. the second Incredible. Adam, you and I have to do a quick ad. Oh, we have an ad. Okay. We will come right back and we will continue talking with Chef Nick Corby and find out why someone threw food on him. Great. <laughs> We would like to thank the latest sponsor of the No Joke Podcast, ButcherBox. Thank you, ButcherBox. Thank you so much. ButcherBox, for those who don't know already, delivers healthy, 100% grass-fed and grass-finished beef, free-range organic chicken, and heritage-bred pork. The incredible quality of ButcherBox meats starts with a commitment to raising animals humanely and free of antibiotics and hormones. It's 2018. You, you got, got you got to do be that. conscious. Come on, got to be conscious about right. your beef right. and your other animals. Right now, each box ButcherBox comes with at least nine to eleven pounds yes. yowza of meat, which is enough for twenty four individual sized meals. That's right. a lot. That's of a ton meals. of meals. <laughs> yeah. That's twenty four meals is a lot but, of meals. ButcherBox is fairly full. Okay, uh, and now you can choose from five different box types. You can go with the all beef box. Sure. You can have beef and chicken. Sure. Beef and pork. Mm-hmm. A mixed box. Right. Mysterious. Yes. And a custom box where you're obviously allowed to sort of choose your own cuts and mix and match. Yes. Yes. Um, I got a butcher box recently. You love it. This was thrilling. Yeah. This was truly thrilling. Yes. We've had other sponsors on the show and they've sent us some things, whether it's eyeglasses or hats or socks. We're whatever. very grateful. This is probably the best thing that I've ever received in the mail. This is our wheelhouse. So I knew <laughs> it was going to be meat and that was exciting. Yes. Enough. But then when you open it up and you see the quality of meat, and I'm not joking, on site, when you see it, you're like, 
oh, this is the stuff that like I would never get at the supermarket because it looks better than me. It's like marbled and yum. It's, it's yeah. so awesome. This was yeah. so thrilling. Yeah. And to see your freezer so full <laughs> yeah. of that meat, it's really psychologically <laughs> yeah. exciting. I, so I will just say, ButcherBox, you are one of the most exciting ad uh, sponsors we've had to date. I can uh, attest that Billy is being deeply sincere. Deeply. <laughs> I texted you the second we got our I first ButcherBox. I was like, are you kidding me? Look at this product. <laughs> so follow Bill's lead. Uh, and for a free bacon, which is another just fun bonus there. Great sentence. Not for to, a free for bacon. For free bacon. Not right. to mention 20 bucks off of your first butcher box. Right. Go to butcherbox.com slash no joke. Once again, that is butcherbox.com slash N-O-J-O-K-E and enter the promo code no joke. Okay. Butcherbox.com slash no joke. Promo code no joke for free bacon, gang. Free and, bacon. And $20 off your first box. That's right. This is the bill guarantee. Good deal. If you're a meat eater, you're gonna like it. This is something you're going to want. You have to. Yes. One final time: butcherbox.com/slash/no-joke. Enter the free promo code. No, no joke. joke. Welcome back to No Joke. We are talking with our dear, dear pal, Nick Corby, uh, who is a chef and was just telling us that when he worked at Smith & Mills in New York City, someone once th- physically, literally threw food back at you? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, great. <laughs> great. And before you tell us why, I'm curious, Adam, have you ever been in a food fight? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, one. One food fight. Okay. Eighth grade. Okay. That involved table flipping. No. Oh, yeah. Wow, that's it, big time. It was like the full kind of like Ferris Bueller size. Was it aggressive or was it all playful? Did you know going into the cafeteria that day, we're going to have a food fight? It was totally impromptu. It was born, I think, initially out of real animus between, I yeah. want to say, Tim Dixon <laughs> and maybe Gary Levert or okay. like some, you know what I mean? Like two. He threw a pudding cup. He threw his carrot. And like it was fun at first. And then truly, yeah. like in the movies, it was like one orange fired, one pudding fired, <laughs> silence. Settle. Table Exactly. It really was like that. I was like, this right. is like from the cartoons. Very fun. Yeah. Okay, got it. What about you? Have I don't you... think I've ever been in a food fight and now I'm disappointed. <laughs> I know that we've had a predetermined food fight for Maggie's birthday party. We once like organized a food fight. That's right. Her 30th. But never a spontaneous. Honestly. That's right. And I imagine you, mm. Nick, you weren't <laughs> expecting to get that food thrown at you in your moment. <laughs> no, I really wasn't. Okay. Yes. And what was it? It was... Uh... It was something that I really thought was great, too. <laughs> they threw was, the food they didn't like? They threw the food they didn't like. <laughs> wow. Right? So Smith & Mills is a cocktail bar. Okay. Right? People get relatively loaded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so this this guy was sitting directly in front of me. And the crazy thing is, in the same night, I had the exact opposite experience with the same dish. Oh. It was like the and possibly the best. <laughs> I was like, yeah, like, you want this? <laughs> Smash. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, great. I got maybe the best compliment I've ever oh, received wow. from a diner in the same exact seat the wow. same night. Okay. Um, the yin and the yang. But yeah, it was – so it was, a, it was a wedge salad. It was a take on a wedge salad. Great. Okay. Right? And in this tiny kitchen with two hot plates, I was taking iceberg lettuce. Yeah. Tempura battering one side of it. Cool. One face of like this wedge of lettuce. Nice. Yum. Pan frying it until it was crispy. Great. Um topping it with um, candied bacon, pickled onions, Stop it, chives, and the dressing for it was a curried buttermilk uh, ranch. So exotic. Right? Wow. Great. And it was, it was awesome. Yeah. Was like, I, I love wedge salads. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're delicious. Yes. And I really cared about this one. I thought it yeah. was awesome. So I yeah. made it and I served it to this person and it was the curry in the buttermilk ranch that, okay. that pissed this person off so much. <laughs> this curry pisses that me off. he took his plate oh. <laughs> and instead of, I think he intended to 
flip it over on the bar. Oh. Right? But instead Strong of choice. flipping yeah. it over on the bar, he flipped, pushed it just basically through the food. Right. At like, a, like a pie in the face. Yeah, like Jesus. a pie in the face. Right. Across the bar. Like right. A, and um, That's so strange wh- to me because the wedge salad is one of the rare foods that you can really grip like a football. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like you could just chuck just that Just toss thing the wedge. You, you, you don't just need the plate. Leave the plate yeah. out of it. a perfect spiral Throw right, the wedge. right between the eyes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So what, what was your reaction? Did it hit your person? I didn't really Did know. It like, yeah. <laughs> it, it, like, it, it hit me. But the funny thing is it hit me in the back because I was cooking <laughs> with my back to this guy. To the back. So I just felt this thing like, like yeah. a lame – it was like somebody like – Pawing your back, just yeah, like, it's like a lame thing. Yeah. Hit I mean, me what in the someone back. did was graze you with some lettuce. <laughs> yeah, and that's probably what it felt like. Yeah, it, it was it, probably like, more aggressive in tone, but ultimately you were grazed with, with some, some lettuce. lettuce. Yeah, it grazed by produce. The, it. it wasn't. It, that's it's funny. The act, the act itself was as impotent as the man who threw <laughs> the lettuce, and he was immediate. Like so, at that place, there was a great, like, uh, in, totally insane Moroccan barback, um, who wasn't allowed to bartend but would bartend all night sure. and name and tell everyone that the drink he was making no matter what it was yes. was his own name sure it's like what is this Marking. called the Saeed branding everything tell your everything friends everything was the Saeed tell so the Saeed um, saw this and was not having it yeah, hell and, yeah and got this guy like basically picked him up yes Saeed and he was on a date with some woman who like was super embarrassed yes and he said I remember him saying to this guy's date honey grab your purse baby this guy's out of here. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, he threw this guy out. Grip a and this baby. woman... Just, just, like, you should never call a woman you don't know honey, but if you follow it up with baby, it's yeah. actually okay. Two yeah. wrongs make a right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're Saeed. If yeah. you're Saeed. If you're Saeed. Wow. Um, so he threw him out, and I, I turned around, and there was, like, my salad on, on the floor. <laughs> now. And my cutting board was all screwed up. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I, I guess this guy didn't like the salad. Yeah. You could have just Shit. said, yeah, like, I don't, I'm not crazy about the curry. You right. could have yeah. just said, or just yeah. thought it privately. Right. But yeah, yeah. the way I found out about the curry yeah. was, was through Saeed. Oh. He's like, he didn't like the curry. Wow. <laughs> curry threw him out. He got, yeah. he got the intel, too. Yeah. Thank you, like, Okay. Thanks, um, Saeed. But we're trying to talk about eggs today. Yeah. We're going to try and focus on the egg for a second. Yes. I think that, Adam, you and I both grew up with the bacon, egg, and cheese well, as the primary way of receiving the egg. That's the main egg conduit. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. In my town, they would be like $1.50. Again, this is like 1996. Yes. And they would be on a Kaiser roll, uh, just like a piece of American cheese, like lamely melted. Yes. Two fried eggs. Lamely melted. Salt, pepper ketchup yes might be in tinfoil and it's two dollars yes it's kind of the lifeblood of new york city very much so um so at least that's my experience with it and have you been an egg guy because (laughs) you and your shop now is eggs egg forward egg centric how would you market your place (laughs) yeah it's uh it's eggs it's eggs all all day it's all eggs (laughs) all all eggs all all eggs eggs, every dish every dish is an egg yeah every every dish is um, is yeah every dish the the main ingredient of the dish is is the egg yes. or the, the focal point of the dish? Yes. Um, everything that said, everything is perfectly delicious if you're not egg forward yourself. Right. You know, so yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, in New York, you, it feels like you have to do something. You have to have an angle. You need yeah. to like be specific about your one Some thing kind of if hook. you kind of want to like cut through all of the things that are happening. Yeah, there was no egg egg place in New York. Would you say? Uh, there's. I mean, I feel like there's the there, macaroni and cheese place. There's right. a peanut butter place, but like, is there the? There's the. I mean, there's egg shop. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Hell yeah. And and Hell there's yeah. since since we opened, there've been a, there's been 
one or two. Now there's another. There's one called Egghead. Mm. Um, there's yep. a place called BEC, Bacon, Egg, and Cheese. We have Egg Slut here. We have Egg <laughs> Slut here. Right. Delicious sandwiches. Yes. Long lines. Yes. It's a it's a beautiful thing. And yeah. It's because people love egg sandwiches. No kidding. They do. And no that's like shit. that's the whole basis of Egg Shop in New York City. Yeah. Is, Got it. Is a bacon, egg, and cheese oh, is is like is precious. the inroad for a New Yorker to think about eating an egg. Yeah, it's right? true. And and at any time of day, really, yes. it's like how many times like were you, you know, you you had too much to drink, you had yes. too much fun, you did whatever, yes. and you went into a bodega, and at two a.m., one a.m., you're eating your bacon, bacon egg, egg, and cheese, cheese. Is a staple. You know, um, or it's like, like it's like a security blanket. My favorite, one of my favorite memories of the bacon, egg, and cheese is college days stuff, like yes. working on a student film. Yeah. Real early start time, like yeah. super early call time, right. and like picking up a rental van full of equipment, and coincidentally in Williamsburg, this and this place doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, um, getting a bacon, egg, and cheese from a Mexican bakery that like made fresh salsa verde, Dude. and it was like fresh salsa verde, um, jack cheese, Stop scrambled it. eggs, uh-huh. chorizo. Yo, like, baby, what a twist! Real like legit yeah. chorizo on a Kaiser roll. Oh uh-huh. yeah, and I'd never, I'd had the deli, <laughs> yeah, bacon, egg, and cheese, ketchup. Right, you know, like and you're like this is like I'm hungry, and this was like yeah. blew <laughs> yeah. my mind. Yeah, at, like five thirty in the morning. Yes, yeah, and and that like. That's sort of what like the um, the signature egg shop bacon egg and cheese is based on. Yeah. How do you um, make the menu? Like, is that like an extensive like? How wh- what's like point one where it's like where do you even start when you know you mm-hmm. have the egg? Mm-hmm. And how do like how do you reverse engineer a menu from one ingredient? That's well, it's 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 conceptual, right? So you, it it's not necessarily it didn't start as um, as an egg, right? As okay. like an egg place. Okay. It's what would be better than a, a place that just made the best bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich right. in New York, period. We love bacon, egg, and cheese sandwiches. <laughs> Real. You know? Real. Yeah, that's, that was like, the, that was the inroad. That yeah. And then yeah. you go, well, you can't just you know, bacon. have just that. <laughs> yeah. right. You know, if you want to have a restaurant. Like, yes. You know, like, that, you know, it's like even a meatball shop. Yes. Or, uh, you know, Exp- a, single, a single item. That's right. Focal point restaurant. They have other stuff. Other stuff. Right. You got yes. to have, like, a salad. Yes. You know? You a supporting cast. So that's... The inroad was the bacon, egg, and cheese. Yeah. Um, and my business partners, um, I worked on it a lot with my business partner, Sarah. Yeah. Um, the menu, the menu concepting. Yep. Yeah. Um, more or less to, to, to have a serious feminine perspective. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Um, so the menu eventually evolved into being well balanced, right? Yep. Between non sandwich things. Yep. Um, breakfast bowls. Yes. Um, bowls are righteous. And, <laughs> Um, and things that like could share the table, like mm-hmm. incredibly decadent stuff mm-hmm. with somebody who's like trying to eat right and clean <laughs> and like go about their day, like go to yoga, yeah, go right. to, like exercise and like, and then they can still eat here and they can still eat here. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah, and, absolutely. and those people can like thoughtful. It's like, yeah, it's like eating, eating with my wife. Sometimes I would really like the fried chicken sandwich yes. with extra cheese yes. and like a side of French fries decadence. and she's feeling like. A kale salad. Yep. Yeah. You know, and you really that, do have to think about let's the, bridge the gap. Yeah. 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 So yeah. is that is a dem- is that a demographic thing going in where it's like we need to? I'm just so curious as mm-hmm. two people who have never created a restaurant before. Right. Like my whole like the restaurants I grew up on were like so like American bistro or you know like yeah. you know it's gonna have like the steak or the burger or the thing yep. you know mm-hmm. and like it it never even like feels considered because it's just like 
American. But then when I moved yeah. to New York City, it's like, oh. I was like, oh, wow. Like, <laughs> there's so many different types of people who live in the city yes. with interests and things. And, yeah. like, you really do have to check off all of those boxes to be mm-hmm. a successful restaurant in New York is what it seems like. Yeah. I mean, you need to offer people um, – you need to offer a variety of things. Yeah. Right. Um, and – or or not. Or yeah. offer an incredibly limited thing and, and just be the Knock best the at park. the, the yeah. one yeah, or two like things. A, that's a serious bet. We yeah. make tapioca have, pudding, just that. We're yeah. like, what do you want? You yeah. know, like, yeah. right. just tapioca pudding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. great. That's great. what we have. We have that. <laughs> and did you um, do the design as well? Like, or like the branding? Is that you and Sarah as well? The aesthetics no, so of the, the restaurant's very cool. The branding of the restaurant was done by a company called LMNOP. Okay. Great. Um, and it, Sarah's good friend owns this company. Cool. They do great work. Um, is it and spelled so they, out L-M-N-O-P phonetically or is it the letters? It's the letters. Just the letters. <laughs> it's the letters. Um, and her name's Lee Nelson. Um, and she she did all the, the branding work primarily. Uh, that was her and Sarah cool. collaborating on that. Um, great. And the coolest thing about the branding, I think, is is actually the, the typeface. The font. Agreed. The font awesome. is really, really nice. It's and awesome. It's, like. It's the nerdy. We're a couple gentlemen sitting here talking, talking about, fonts. about fonts. Oh, I have a font talking friend. About yeah. I feel like the older I've gotten, the more where it's like I've seen something in a magazine and I need to know that font. Fonts I have this font friend, the yeah. guy who designed yeah. uh, our logo. Font no friend. joke. Yes, he's, yeah. our, he's our font. Yes. Friend, Adam Block. Yes. It's like he, he, you can point to any single font and he'll be like, that's Helvetica News. <laughs> and you're just like, wow. I, I need you around. Good to know. I straight up need you around. Yes. All right. We're going to put a pause in it there and we are going to do another ad read, a second ad wow. read. Wow. And we will be right back with more No Joke. No Joke would like to thank its latest sponsor, Bombfell. Thank you, Bombfell. Thank you, Bombfell. You might be asking yourself, what is Bombfell? Let me explain. Bombfell is an easier way for men to get better clothes. Mm. You complete a very simple questionnaire and are then matched one-to-one, one-on-one, with a dedicated personal stylist. Correct. Your own stylist. Yeah. They never charge above retail price. They offer free shipping and returns, convenient home try-on, and the ability to preview and edit your stylist picks before your order ships. It's a free freaking personal it's a stylist. stylist. Who I, can afford a stylist? You can. You can now. Now you can. Thank now you. Now here's how it works. Four steps. First step is you sign up. Yep. You tell Bombfell about yourself, about your measurements, and about your style preferences. Mm-hmm. You set a budget that... Uh, you set budget limits that you're comfortable with. Right. Step two, you set up your order. Yeah. Tell them what you want in your next order. For example, two button downs and a pair of jeans, please. Right. Yeah. And schedule when you want it delivered or just let them surprise you when that's, it's delivered. That's right. The third step, you get a preview email so no one's shocking you. Right. Your stylist puts together your clothing picks, sends you a preview email. Yeah. And after that email, you can cancel or change anything you want. Yeah. And it ships 48 hours uh, after that. 48 hours. 48 really quickly. Hours. So let me talk about the human experience. Go, Bill. Let's talk about Bill's Bombfell experience. Let's talk about Bill's Bombfell. Before we can get into Bill's Bombfell, we need to get into Bill's closet for a second. Okay, great. Bill, like a lot of men out there, his closet was lacking. Yes. It was lacking, straight up. If there was a nice event I needed to go to, I didn't know how to... I didn't know. I, I had my limits. I had my one blue shirt. I had my second blue shirt. That's right. And once those blue shirts started looking a little ugly, Bill needs to get clothes. Less dressed to impress and more dressed to get by. Bill gets anxious at the mall. Yes. So Bill doesn't like shopping for himself. Adam also gets anxious at the mall. Right. But Bill likes to look nice from time to time. Yes. So a personal <laughs> stylist online is actually a huge yeah. benefit for Bill's life. True story. Bill goes online. <laughs> Bill says, I've got two blue shirts. I'll get some other button downs. And yep. these button downs are like the nice button downs. Yeah. Like the quality yeah. button downs. You can tell the difference. Yeah. Like, I own a lot of, like, the cheap ones. Yes. And then when I got these, I was like, oh, well, well, well. Different quality. There's also blazers. There's also nice jeans. This is a company, if you want 
a real nice style. Yep. An actual sense yes. of style. Like a cohesive look. This isn't just comfort clothes. That's right. This is a cohesive look that will make you look good for a bargain of what you do at the mall. And Bill, you look damn good. Thank you. My friend. Thank you, Bombfield. So if you want to look as good as Bill feels, which is extremely good, uh, then go to bombfell.com slash no joke. Correct. And that is for $25 off your first purchase. Visit bombfell.com, B-O-M-B-F-E-L-L.com slash N-O-J-O-K-E. Once again, that is bombfell, B-O-M-B-F-E-L-L.com slash no joke, open and close. Welcome back. This is Act 3 of the No Joke Podcast. We are talking with Chef Nick Corby about eggs. Uh, now, Nick, you we once talked about a sort of a fantasy restaurant idea that you had. I'm not sure if you think about it ever and often because I definitely do. I believe it was called <laughs> Death Burger International. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, that's true. And you wanted the idea, and I'm sure, Billy, you and I have talked about this, but your idea was to make essentially jo- cheeseburgers like for four. Like mm-hmm. cheese, like giant, massive cheeseburgers. Can I pause, Adam? Is this bad for business that we're talking about this on air? Mm-hmm. Are we giving away your secrets? No, no, no. Okay. This is Got this it. is one that's this is in the idea book. Yeah, okay. Okay. Oh, great. Okay, great. Okay, got it. Giant, giant cheeseburger to share, Fun. Yeah. and then it would sort of be like the uh, like the po- the Polish one, for example, would be filled with oh geez, now I don't know any Polish accoutrement. Kielbasa, kielbasa, sauerkraut, like things that. like that. So yeah. wait, would it be a giant sausage like a inflatable tube? Ooh, <laughs> I'm just wondering what are we talking about when you say like the Polish one would be would it be so giant it's, and it's, the Italian well, one would the be thing. it's it's international it's international death burgers okay right. so each each burger has a country or a place of origin That's right. um, across the wide world of food okay um, yes and I think the goal was both large format cheeseburgers that are so insane <laughs> large like a, like format. a do, like a donut like a car tire donut like a small tire yeah like, like what like, are we talking about like, bigger than like a man like man versus food style novelty like okay. huge like huge so like, much bigger than a frisbee much bigger than well yeah <laughs> uh, like than a frisbee, the, the big the big a like a hula the big like ultimate frisbee mm-hmm. like PCU yeah. okay, Jeremy Piven <laughs> butter uh huh you know 180 yeah. gram got yeah. yeah. a frisbee yeah. Proper, yeah. Okay. totally and okay. it's stuffed with the regional specific ingredients yeah or or the the bun vehicle is like like i think the mexican one was like the bun was just two like 18 inch quesadillas Beautiful. Sure. you know something like that okay yes. um and that was that was a pretty angsty uh angsty business plan and like a real like i've got another one that i'll tell you about please too. i i went through this phase of being really really well i'm, uh, I'm still kind of angry <laughs> This phase. It's been like uh, the first 35 coffee, years yeah. of my life. I'm still, I'm trying to get over this phase of, of, of life. Being, being myself. Life, right. It's been existing. Like, oh, I just always wanted this to phase. be somebody else so bad. I'm in this Nick Corby phase. Still. I'm in this, this one yeah. phase. <laughs> I gotta just be Jeff. Yeah, right. Or uh, Saeed. Or Saeed. Yeah. Oh, what a life. Oh, nah, it's terrible. Um, so what's this other, so, what's no, this other the thing was, it was, it's a really angry concept, right? Okay. Death Burger International. If you it's couldn't tell by the name. I don't I don't think it's okay. Well, here's the thing: there were burgers that were so gluttonous right. they would kill you. <laughs> oh, like it's like basically, I was trying to make a play on on gluttony, which okay. is like a massive like a, a food trend that we okay. went we passed through this, I think, and I hope. Uh, everything was wrapped in bacon. Yeah, everything yes. was, right. was double fried. Bacon jam, bacon jelly, like yes. foie gras, fucking ice cream. Yes. you know, like <laughs> fat indulgent, yeah. fat fat farts, like wet fat farts, wet fat farts. <laughs> You're right. You know? You're right. It, it's disgusting. We went through a phase. We went through the wet the, fat the fart phase. In our culture, wet fat fart. We did <laughs> food phase, and we came out on the other side with donkey sauce. Donkey sauce, <laughs> right? And 
It got commercial down to a freaking bottle of donkey sauce. Yeah, yeah. and classic. Well, arguably, donkey sauce is pretty delicious. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Bacon wrapped everything in wet fat yeah, parts still works. Yeah. So delicious, yeah. tasty, man. No one's saying it's that's not. The thing. And that's 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 uh, that's America. Yes. you know, it's it's totally disgusting yes. but it's so delicious you so death burger sort of came out of this gluttonous yeah this gluttonous and, trend. and yeah. i thought it was funny to like just make this menu of insanely disgusting burgers that were meant to give you a heart attack it's your last right. meal yeah it's it's your last meal <laughs> yeah totally if um, you just pull out the branding of it's a commentary on gluttony i think that like 90 percent of the country is charmed by that idea uh, it's a good idea yeah. the biggest burgers in the country let's get the whole family i might yeah. die there yeah. i'd like to try right. i'd like to try there yeah, yeah. i want to be buried here <laughs> like that yeah. sounds like still a good idea I know. Yeah. like that exists in vegas like I, that, I know. that yeah. restaurant would like thrive in right. vegas yeah. in the older part of vegas where they have that projection screen, <laughs> yeah old yeah, vegas yeah. like where the zombies come out yeah. and drink their yard of Long Island iced tea. <laughs> That's where you want to be in Vegas. Yeah. Really. If you're visiting Vegas, go to Old Vegas for yeah. a night or Downtown oh. Vegas, whatever they call it. Yeah. It is another Vegas. Yeah, you're yeah. stepping into a different era. But you said you had a second bad idea. Oh, the second bad angry idea was a, a side-by-side two-store. Oh, I got a third one after this one. Bring oh, it, man. Side-by-side storefronts. One Vietnamese restaurant. It sells and specializes in pho. Great. Right. Not pho, pho. Pho, right. Pho. Next storefront, they're adjacent. Great. They no share, way. They can share. I guess? Can I guess? Can I guess? What do you think? Is it barbecue? It's barbecue. Pho and Q. Fuck you. Fuck you. And um, <laughs> that's the name of the place in the back. It's a, it's a punk venue. Um, yeah. And what about it. Vietnamese barbecue? <laughs> Vietnamese. Fuck you. Yeah, fuck I'm you. into it. Welcome to Vietnamese barbecue. It's called so Fuck right you. Now you're fuck you. Right, now you're, right now you're two for two. Yeah. yeah. Two for two. Like this they haven't the, gotten off the ground, but these are ready, solid. You're ready for my. You're ready for my. my yes. Oh, this is. Yes, yeah. Maybe too soon. Yes. Uh, this is a this is a commentary on, okay. on gun control. Okay, good. Um, sure. And you know, uh, you know, American involvement in foreign countries. Okay, great. It's a it's a restaurant that's based on the Vietnam War. Okay. It sells uh, banh mi and you know pho and uh-huh. yeah. delicious Vietnamese food. Yes. Right. Um, but it's called M sixteen. Ouch. And what was M16? What is M16? M16 kind of a rifle, the assault gun, rifle yeah. used oh, right. in the yeah. war. Yeah, this one is not funny. See, here's so the wait, silence. what is the hook? Why is it called M16? It's called M16 because it's basically the the experience of going into the restaurant is um, like being in the Vietnam War. Tough sell, right? Tough war sell. zone. There's well. It's kind of like a laser tag place. Okay, go on. There's, Wait a minute. You had me a laser. all over the place. Oh, so it is fog a... okay. and sound effects. Oh, it's And good. like, yeah, and everything the, is like. It's the Rainforest Cafe when I'm with the It's the Rainforest Cafe, yeah, yeah, yeah. but everyone's armed. <laughs> yeah. And like, you would, you, you you would staff me. the place with like, with, um, with recovering vets. That stop it. PTSD. Now stop that, Nick. Yep. You and stop like, that. Oh, yeah. And you would just, <laughs> yeah. you know, part of it, similar to like an Ed DeBevix, part of the shtick is like people losing their mind <laughs> and like, incoming! That's how like an order would come out so of the kitchen. So you're going to staff the, <laughs> so you're going to staff the restaurant with former vets and people suffering from PTSD. Yeah. That's the staff. Yeah. <laughs> also, every time a dish is ready, you hear, incoming! Fire in the hole! You're not afraid that those two ideas might war with one another? No, it's going to be got great. It. Okay, got it. I would great. say create those restaurants in order that you would them out. Maybe leave that one oh till the end. Oh, my God. That's Adam, have the, you ever considered opening a restaurant? Have oh, you dude. ever considered opening a restaurant? 
I haven't in any real practical way. I've been right. living, frankly, vicariously through Nick. Sure. In terms of like, oh, man. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Deathburger International, I think maybe because you told me so many years ago and I've latched onto it, in my own mind <laughs> is almost n- not my idea, but like I f- have emotional ownership over Deathburger mm. International. You got it, man. But that's I hilarious. have. Ne- you can keep it. No, okay, cool. That's a, that's a that's good idea. idea. That's a good idea. <laughs> like, that's a winning idea. It's a Nick. good idea. That's in Vegas. Yeah. I, can't, I don't know what else to say. So that's in Vegas. Yes. The Jewish one is just filled with chi- maybe matzo ball soup. Maybe there's a matzo oh, ball inside yeah. the burger and it's on a couple latkes. I'm just – there's that's endless fun. possibilities. Yeah. I just love the idea of supersized foods. Like we have supersized mm. meals now which have been completely like owned by fast food. Yes. But like giant – X. Yes. I love giant things. Yes. A giant burger. The world of uh, the biggest burrito. Novelty sized X. I think that on the first episode, 151 episodes ago, yes. we talked about the world's largest pair of underpants. That's right, we did. You had just seen, In- quote unquote, the world's largest pair of underpants. Where, Adam? Where else? Las Vegas. Where else? Yeah, yeah. Las Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> Where else? So why not eat a Death Burger International <laughs> and, and shit your tr- biggest <laughs> underpants? <laughs> and then do the world's biggest shit. And the world's <laughs> biggest underpants. <laughs> this is like so <laughs> obvious. Yeah. Nick. So we're going to Vegas? Yeah. <laughs> we're going to Vegas and we're eating giant burgers. <laughs> Have you ever had a restaurant idea, Bill? Have I've you ever thought about a restaurant it? idea? My parents once had a restaurant idea that oh. they were like taking seriously. They became friends with the chef and they were all kind of in their like this spot in their careers where they're like, what if we all gave up our careers? Like yeah. we took the money we had yep. and we opened up a restaurant. Yep. And the idea was like conceived by the chef and it was called Pitts Burgers. And it was going to be burgers that were cooked over flames in huge pits. And like Fun. public, and it was going to be yeah. like open in Pittsburgh, trying right. to be like a sports bar type place. Fun, yeah. but all the food was going to be open, open pits, great, and kind of cooking like that. That's fun, and it was pretty fun for me as a kid. It was like six and like knows his parents as like just parents like to see them like suddenly like restaurant tours a little bit entrepreneurs like like, i wouldn't be surprised if it was an excuse to like just drink wine with their friends and daydream but like it did seem like it was happening and there was a moment in time where i was like am i gonna be bartending at pittsburgh (laughs) six (laughs) like it's like i wonder who's bouncing like i wonder if my (laughs) soccer coach is gonna be the bouncer at pittsburgh like he's he's pretty big (laughs) that's the closest we've ever been yes Uh, would you like to be sorry to interrupt but would you like to invest in a restaurant, I feel like that's a cool thing. Yeah, that's a cool rich person thing to do. If you drop that in where you're just like, yeah. oh yeah, yes. I, I put in a couple thousand dollars into that restaurant. And it's also yeah. cool to be like, LeBron James owns Blaze Pizza. Right. It's also like, yeah. it gives it a certain cachet to be like, you know what random as hell celebrity invested in that random as hell chain? Yeah. Right. Yeah, that Nick, feels kind of nice. Hypothetical. Bill mm-hmm. wants to invest in a, in a restaurant, mm-hmm. it, but he really only wants to invest in a restaurant so that he can tell people, oh, yeah, yeah I threw some money into that place. Let's see. I hope it works out. <laughs> yeah. Would that like – but for real, like if a restaurant was looking <laughs> for donors, would $10,000 dent that? Would that be – would that be enough that you could say I, I've invested in that restaurant? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's yeah. like $200,000. So here's the thing. In opening a restaurant, you – especially if, if you're new to the game or – aren't independently wealthy, mm-hmm. you scrap and you take money left and right. right. That's Anywhere the, that's the big onus. Right? Hustle. That and, hustle. And for the first several years of the restaurant, that's what makes you not be able to sleep at night huh. because chances are everyone you've known, like distant, like elementary school wow. chums, you've hit them up <laughs> and asked them for yeah. varying amounts of money. Got it. And you, you, have, a, you have to raise the exact amount of capital in your business plan. Right. Otherwise, you, you're not like... It doesn't work. It doesn't work. You're going to run out of dough. So right. yeah. yeah, 
$1,000. Right. $1. I'm glad we had this conversation because I was going to give a friend $10,000. Turns out I can give him 50. 50 bucks. I'm just here to say I'm an investor. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good to know. I've always wanted to say that sentence. Just never really had the friend to do it. Yes, exactly. It also varies with the business plan, right? So like there might be a different buy-in for, you know, it's it's structured like as a point system. Yeah. You know, so like $10,000 based on somebody's investment plan or structure mm-hmm. might not get your foot in the door or right. they might not be willing to mm-hmm. chop up those that pie into that many slices or whatever. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, Good food metaphor. But for most, like, yeah, $10,000 is... Thank you. ...will get you... A that, seat at the bar <laughs> yeah. and the ability to bring your you your can girlfriend huck or wife there at me and anytime you want and yeah. say like I own this place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna start saving up that ten thousand. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, Nick, can I just ask you yeah. sort of uh, what is the we were talking about the gluttony sort of trend? Mm-hmm. What do you think is the next sort of like what do you see on the horizon of food food culture? Like what's the next trendy thing or like sort of the next phase that the sort of popular food yeah. culture is going to sort of embark on do you think so n- now we're now we're in the middle of um and possibly the height of uh allergy craze allergy right craze. allergy lifestyle food well right what does that mean it means gluten-free no nothing gluten-free dairy-free um soy-free um not free duty not free celiac friendly yeah uh not free yet it's like and that and listing listing those things and making menus that are <laughs> conscious of all of the allergies in right. the world. Wow. Um, <laughs> we're, we're, you know, seriously, we're, yeah. we're in this phase and in this world. And I think we're coming out of a phase like because of this that is put everything in a bowl. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's like an anti-composition. Mm-hmm. Poke. Right? Like poke. poke craze. Poke craze. Toss it in a bowl. Put it in a bowl. Hey, <laughs> yeah. there's, there's a lot of good stuff in this bowl. Sort of the bucket. <laughs> yeah, right. it's like, it's per, cool. There's parameters. Yeah. You know? There's parameters. Yeah. It's like you know what's yeah. in yeah. a bowl. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Did you finish your bowl of food? <laughs> I get it. Yeah. It's psychological. I get yeah. it. It's like I, I eat it with a spoon. Food, right. I don't have to cut it. Yeah. It's easy. I can it's eat psychological. it really fast. Sure. It's, it's, it's right. comforting. But if you put a bunch of healthy stuff in a bowl, yeah. I think it's the act of eating it with a spoon altogether, kind of like stirred up. Yeah, that is the comfort aspect. Yes, it's like stew agreed. style, healthy comfort food. Yeah, agreed. You know, and that's interesting. And that's 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 where we're at currently. Yeah, and I think um, I think the aggressive stuff uh, is is on its way out. Mm-hmm. You know, like baking um, this and plating stuff and gl- like the like oh cool like. I'm going to put some sauce on a plate and then I'm going to smack it with a food. Right, so it right. looks like somebody Spl- shot themselves in the face. <laughs> yeah. Right. And like there's a blood splatter of raspberry coulis. Good idea for the Vietnam War. Like, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, it's like <laughs> we're like away from aggressive plating. We're in this allergy zone. Right. And I, I don't really know what's next, but I, I'm, I'm hopeful. Oh, the, the wood-fired thing. Mm. Pittsburghers. 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 Yeah. I think. <laughs> 25 years too early. <laughs> I hate to say it, but I think Pittsburghers is the next. Yeah. My mom yeah. doesn't hate to hear that. Hear that, Maria? Yeah. She's yeah. calling up her friend, <laughs> Chef Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> Come on over for a bottle of wine. Yeah. <laughs> because my Chef Jeff yeah. said that. Well, yeah. um, good to know. Good to see you, buddy. Good, good to chat. see you, too. That is, uh, that is another podcast in the books, friends. We love you, Nick. Today we kind of talked about eggs, but more to the point. We touched on it. We just hung out with Nick. Yeah, exactly. Chef Jeff, a.k.a. Thank Nicholas you, Jeff. Yes. For the No, no Joke Podcast, I am Billy Scott. I'm Adam Lustig. And like always, we will talk to you next week. Thanks so much. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>